You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanet. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Hi, welcome into hour three of Primetime. Patrick Harris sitting in for Isaac Rob. That's me. Wait, not Rob. I'm Patrick. You know what I meant. Could be Rob. I don't know. That's Big Souk right across the table over there. Schultze on the ones and twos. Thank you for joining us. On this nice little Monday. It is a nice little Monday. Monday. At least it stopped like pissing rain out there, so we got that. That is a, quite nice. Yeah, it was a light sprinkle. I'll take a light sprinkle uh, at the that last point. Two Sundays I drove into the station was like hydroplane. It was not fun. Yeah, I took my I had to take my gal to the airport on uh, Sunday morning and it was it was one of those where you feel like kind of a coward. Because you're driving like 40 miles an hour on the freeway, but yep. hey, man, you know, like, and then you get some you know, dipwad that comes flying by you at 70, and you just see his ass all over the road, and you're like, yeah, that's why I'm going 40. I'll tell you what, man, people don't know this that live in Portland that don't live in Clark County. When it's pissing rain, like pissing rain, there ain't much scarier than driving across that 205 bridge. No, it can be. I don't care how big boy you are, what kind of truck you got, and how long your, you know, is. But like it's it's kind of real, yeah. And it's uh, ever since the and I, I know it's not the same. Uh, snow, it's too. The, the snow the is the is the one that really has put some uh, pucker factor in me. And the guy that drove the off, the dude that that slid out, like he lost control of his car and he he ski ramped it. He Peter panned off the bridge <laughs> into the river. I can't help it. And I know there's not the snowbank, but whenever I'm on the bridge now and like it's it's bad, you start hydroplaning or whatever. That's all I think about. <laughs> I'm, I'm is a, that I'm... poor son of a gun and his last thought where he's like, hey, I'm sliding. Hey, I'm over the bridge. And then he had like, however long that is, like six seconds to be on the way down to be like, well, this sucks. I'm done. I can't. Like that has forever. It's like the first time you saw like Final Destination, the log truck thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Same thing. I read that story and I was like, nope, I'm out. I spent two weeks trying to figure out where he might have gotten the ramp. And I just decided I just stick in the left lane. Yeah. I just hang in the left because there the chances of me cutting through the center it's, where there's a bike lane, yes, not gonna happen. Exactly. I from, might get T-boned by an oncoming on the other side. <laughs> but it's not over the edge. Yeah. I might not be able to feel anything from yeah. my legs down, but I'm not swimming. The first time this the snow hits and we plow it off to the edge like that, I'm I'm in some trouble. I'm just I'm gonna I'll be, take an I five. I'm yeah. just gonna sit on it. I'll take I five. If you see the uh, if you see the electric Mustang going ten miles an hour in the middle, that's me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, not, I'm not going off the edge of that thing. Not happening. I'm a coward, but I will be alive. 
coming up, uh, let's see. We've got a big old NFL nugget for you here in the 5 o'clock hour. And coming up in the club, uh, we'll take you to a lot of places. We'll talk to you about books. We'll talk to you about Jesus. <laughs> and Are you uh, like a Gideon bringing me a Bible? And I've got, uh, I've got uh, some serious things that we need to discuss that uh, has kind of chapped my, 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 my keys for I'm a little bit. all about it. I have had uh, plenty of religious people coming to my door uh, as of late. It's kind of been, uh, with not the Mormons, though. So yeah. go figure. Yeah, you never know. But yeah, first. Some random people. And now, the hot five at five. Oh. Hot topics. Hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Uh, Number five comes to you with a little bit of somber news. I saw this, and it was definitely one of those like, oh, man, that sucks. Did you guys see that Frank Wycheck passed away over the weekend? Yeah. He, like, fell and hit his head. fell and hit his head, and there may have been some other things going on. So they, uh, you know, he he retired because of concussions. Mm -hmm. And he was the the color announcer for the Titans for a number of years. For the radio, right? Yeah, he stepped away a number of years ago because of some... uh, Head trauma related issues. Uh, his brain was going to be donated. He was convinced he had CTE. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very concerned about all the problems that go along with that. And then this trip fell. So I'm not certain if there's other things in- involved, but he was very young. 52. 52. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But he was a guy that had battled a lot of post concussion syndromes and, uh, and all the side effects that went along with that. So it just. Yeah, you know, maybe this is something that, that there's more to it, or maybe it was just a tragic thing where he, he did trip, fall, hit his head. But yeah, just way, way too young. I was 14 in the Music City Miracle, yep. and I there aren't many more Number big four. moments I remember watching as it happened before that than that. And so he was stable. And me. he was a hell of a player. He was a hell of a tight end. Started out as a as a fullback in college and in the NFL, and moved and and was a tight end, couple time Pro Bowler, and and by all accounts, just one of the really nice dudes. But. We still don't know if it was backwards or forwards. (laughs) Uh, LeBron James is named your in-season tournament MVP. And how many people care about this on the count of three? One, two, three... Nobody. I certainly don't. I, I, I mean, nice for him for his trophy cabinet. I mean, you, you one of the goats. Sure. I, look, they. It was just weird to see them popping champagne and you know doing this. It was it was weird. And we can talk about this because the, the there was a really good article I read today um, because the media is going to tell you that this was like a this uh, this colossal success and that oh that it couldn't have gone any better for the NBA and the, this article had a really uh, it laid it out that. The end season tournament wasn't the success that that you think it was. Yeah, I've got that on my notes for tomorrow. I'd love it's, to dive it's, into that. Well, it's it's just funny if if the media tells you one thing, like the, like oh no, this is this is great. People just number buy it. Three. And like oh, the, now they say oh, the numbers are up. If that, they, that's their big one. Well, do a little digging into it, and you'll find out that this did not uh, go nearly as well as the NBA was hoping. If they're ramming a movie theater, a movie trailer down your throat, yes. it's because they want you to see it before the reviews come out. Bingo. Bingo. All right, number three is Jaden Daniels is the 2023 Heisman Trophy winner. And we did talk about this a little earlier. Um, I honestly still would have voted for Bo Nix myself. This has got to be one of the kind of crappier seasons well, to give the trophy It's weird because if, if Bo Nix hadn't played in the Pac-12 title game, he wins the Heisman. 
Yeah, and my phone buzzed the next morning, or it was like after the game ended, my phone buzzed and I got an update that said Jaden Daniels' new favorite since Bo lost. And I was like, so the guy that didn't play yeah. is now the favorite because it, the guy that did lost? Like I have no, like Jaden Daniels, way, whatever. You put up end. big numbers. You were good in two of your, or in, in two of your three losses. One of them you got hurt. But if, if, if Bo Nix was the guy and then he wasn't because he lost to Michael Penix, who beat him twice, then why doesn't it go to Michael Penix? Even as a Duck fan, Michael Penix Jr. got hosed here. But this this happens. It's, it's just really hard for West Coast kids to, to get the nod. And the moment Bo Nix lost that game, Jaden Daniels won it. It's so ridiculous. All right, number two, we got uh, the... Monday Night Football tonight has two games. Now, we've seen this in the first week of the season. We've seen it kind of in the second week of the season before. Now we're seeing, starting to see them in the midseason. There's two games on. They'll be played simultaneously, and the NFL said they, quote, wanted to create a Sunday experience for Monday Night Football. I'm not certain which one sucks more. I get the Dolphins versus the crappy-ass Titans, or I get the Packers, who seemingly are pretty good now and Jordan kind of, Love I'm not sure versus Tommy DeVito and the crappy ass Giants can we flip it and get the Dolphins and play the Packers can we flex it that way because I'd watch that game <laughs> uh, I don't know the Titans Dolphins ruffles my skirt a bit this, I, I'd be interested to see you're, if Will Levis you can't, can you can't, you're, you're ruffled by the Tennessee Titans well just the Will Levis story that's literally all R see if really? he drinks another cup of mayo throws for three touchdowns and suddenly beats the top seed in the AFC but you can't but you can't tell me that two Monday night football games are creating your Sunday atmosphere uh, no, because no. No, we're gonna. Someone's gonna watch one game, or you're gonna watch Red Zone. I'm more interested in the Devito family, like uh, the partying. Yeah, they were showing the Devito family uh, tailgating. I want to go to that thing. You said some veal cutlets. Oh, dude, they've got a spread. I, the Devito family is from Jersey. Yeah, they put out a soprano-like spread. That thing looked amazing, like the most Italian group of people you could think of, named the Devitos, and they're out there tailgating. Hell yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, Shohei Otani becomes the richest North American athlete uh, to receive a contract <laughs> ever, however I can phrase that. Butchers, Butchers, as, as, as he signs for the Los Angeles Doyers, 10 years, $700 million. Came across a couple hours ago that he will be deferring 680 of that for the to next, make $2 million a year. Yes, for the next 10 years, the Dodgers will pay him $20, $20 million, million dollars total. And then he's interest-free. He will get 680 That's half a season of what Mookie Betts makes. It's insane. It's the team-friendliest deal of all time. But it's really smart in that he makes over $50 million yep. off the field. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't need it. And that's going to go up. It takes the it takes the pressure off the off him and the Dodgers with this idea of, well, you're spending $70 million on him. And, you know, oh, if you're, you can't find a pitcher, it's his fault. Um, so they can go out and continue to spend. They don't even have the second or third highest payroll in, in the bigs right now. Uh, so they can go out and spend more money. They're in on Yamamoto. Yes. And, and so if you're Otani, like, this makes sense. And by the way, when you're done, you don't have to pay jock tax on this and you don't have to pay California tax. He is going to save tens of millions of dollars doing it this way from not having to pay uh the, maybe hundred million. The, well they, they said of the seventy million that he was that he was set to make, he would have taken home in California about thirty three million of that um due to taxes. And so now this eliminates two major aspects of that. So yeah, there'll be some inflation and maybe your dollar doesn't go quite as far, but he is going to save so much money in taxes. And for a guy that doesn't need it, this is the ultimate team friendly deal. If you're the Dodgers, you're just sitting around Cackling, cackling right now. Hey, sorry, Toronto. <laughs> Kick rocks.
<laughs> Jeez. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, your lineup now consists of three of the, what, top four MVP guys from last year? Yeah, Mookie Betts, Free, Free, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani. Yeah. Just to add and some... And still got money to spend. Yeah. Just to add some final numbers to that, guys, because I am interested in, you know, how the average annual value of Otani's contract is going to be calculated. It's not $2 million hitting the Dodgers' salary cap. It's going to be more. Um, they essentially try to... You guys were talking about Max Scherzer getting some value. Essentially, they look at the tax value and the future value of monies, and it looks like there's going to be a 46 million dollar cap hit per year um on the Dodgers. So that's not, what they're going to try to stick him with. Uh, yeah, so so it sounds like this is, you know, it's not not a, a 68 million dollar a year savings, but gosh, from from 70, I mean that's still 25 still, mil. That's still a huge friendly. amount to play with. All right, the Hot 5 at 5 is brought to you by Victorico's Mexican, uh the number one burrito joint in the entire state of Oregon. Go check go check out Victorico's next time you hungry. When we come back how much of a bitch is Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> we'll just say it right there. This is primetime. Harrison Souk edition on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Coming up on tomorrow's show, I'd like to dive into that in-season tournament NBA. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, plus... Uh, I got a fun, uh, there's some NFL leftovers, and there's a fun thing for me that I can share with you guys about NFL. So we got a great show lined up for you tomorrow as well. I'd like to stick in the NFL here for the 5 o'clock hour for a little bit. As the uh, talking point that made the rounds today is the explosion of Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines as uh, there is an offsides penalty thrown as a wide receiver is lined up offsides but uh that end of that play turned out to be a pretty big touchdown that could have potentially won the game for them yeah it's important to remember too that the the play wouldn't have ended the game there no. were still two minutes left minute and, and some change there was plenty of time but it did <clears throat> probably do away with the most exciting play of the year sure if you didn't see it like you know Kansas City was was trailing needed to go down and score 
had a nice, they did. yeah, nice little 15, 20 yard completion to Kelsey over the middle, who then turns and pulls a Music City miracle and laterals the damn thing back mm-hmm. and to a wide open. Do uh, who was it? Was it Tony? Canary that, Tony. Yes, yeah, it was Canary Tony. Tony. Yeah, Tony. They, they caught it, runs it in. And you're like, oh my god, what a Genius. play! Brilliant. Taylor Swift's going nuts. Everyone's losing their ass. I'm sitting there on the couch, being like, I can't believe I just saw that. What balls Kelsey has, like wheelbarrow balls. Uh, you now understand why Taylor Swift wants to be with him. <laughs> like, holy jeez. And then, you know, you see the flag. And my first thought was, oh, my God, what a ticky-tack flag. You know, I'm like... Like a holding call or... Yeah. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh. So when they said that there was lined up in the neutral zone, I was like, oh, how bad does this have to be? And then, sure enough, they show it. That's as blatant as anything I've ever seen. It's as bad as it gets. And, you know, there's a lot of... You know, everybody wants to break it down today. I think this story is getting way more talk than it deserves yet here we are at 515 talking about it it's the biggest thing because you've got the biggest star of the game whose team is struggling a little bit that just lost two in a row they don't lose two in a row it took away again play of the year the play of the year uh essentially cost them a a, a football game Mm -hmm. you know and then the reaction afterwards you know Mahomes literally loses like you don't see Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid behaving like that and that's that's where I want to live in this in this segment because it it's clear as day that he's offsides. He doesn't and, check with the ref. And they they admit that. They yep. even said after the game, no one, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, did come out today and apologize, because I think they realized that everyone's looking at this and being like, dude, you guys sound like a bunch of bitches. So I, I think even they have figured that out. Well, that, Canarius Tony was looking right at the ball, too. Can well, we make that clear? He was looking right at it. Yeah. So Mahomes and Reid are, are both saying, yeah, he was offsides. They're saying you can't call that. So basically... What you're saying is because the play was a really cool play, I mean, that was Mahomes' whole argument is like you took away that play. So what you're saying is because it was a really cool play, therefore you shouldn't throw that flag. They threw it at the beginning of the play. If that had just been an incomplete pass and they call that, no one freaks out. No one from Kansas City would argue with that. By the way, uh, your right tackle who's been offsides or in the backfield the entire (laughs) year, he did it again. They could have flagged him for that. So, and, and, you know, th- this idea somehow that the officials shouldn't throw the flag in that 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 uh, instant, they threw it before <clears> the ball was even thrown. Of course they're yeah, going to they throw even, that they flag. They don't even know what's going the on. Officials even, the officials came out afterwards and said, normally in that situation, we don't like to be letter of the law. We try to give people warnings. We try to, you know, if you look at us, we'll mm. tell you to bump back. But they said, when something is that egregious, we're forced to throw it. And when you look at it, it was indeed that. He's not in the neutral zone. He's the neutral zone. He is the neutral zone. I mean, he's damn near on the D-line. There's just no way you can't throw that flag. I think what's more fascinating about the whole thing, at least what's been racking my brain, and kind of like you heard you know, you know, heard the audio in the 4 o'clock hour during Stockwatch with Mahomes on the sideline. You can get that Service Patriots uh, podcast. Uh I think that's what surprised me the most about this is the absolute freak out panic. Mahomes is usually pretty cool, calm, and collected. Yes. And he lost it there. So the question is kind of Well, they're eight and five now. And, yeah, that, and the, by the way, that's a culmination of frustration dealing with your receivers. And you know, Tony has cost them multiple games now. That, and that's what I wonder. Is that a frustration of the moment, or how much is that this season might be slipping away from well, that? If, if you ever, I mean, we've all, you know, either you're married or you've been in a long-term relationship. I think I'm the only one not married. <laughs> poor <laughs> sons of bitches. Um, but we've all been in in that that situation, right? Where you know, you, you do something, and whether it's you or the spouse, just 
just lights you up, lights you up. And you're like, whoa. And you know, uh, I, I left my socks on the floor again for the 8 millionth time. That fight is not about my socks. It's just not. It's about the 17 other things that I've done and, you know, uh, at work and, you know, this and that. And there's 17 other things. And then my socks were the catalyst. That was not about one offsides. That was not about that play. That is a season worth of frustration. Uh, one, at that particular wide receiver. Two, at his wide receivers in general. Yep. At three, that they are only a game ahead of the the uh, Denver, Denver Broncos, Broncos at this point. Mm-hmm. That Mahomes, for the first time ever, is going to have to go on the road and play a playoff game. Really, it's never happened. Every playoff game he's ever played in has led through Arrowhead. <clears throat> yep. That's not going to happen. He's going to have to go on the road to do that. And so, yes, I think, and and by the way, he still has that brother uh, and, you know, that he has to deal with and potentially his wife. There's just a lot of stuff going, <laughs> going on, on. In, in his in his life. And that was the culmination. And I think that's why you saw today him to come out and say that he apologized to basically for the way he acted with, with Josh Allen. That was a big game. And, you, you know, you go over to congratulate a guy that you have a lot of respect for, who, by the way, Josh Allen has gone through some stuff on his own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you sit there and you, you tell Allen that the only reason why they won is because of that horse crap call you know that's 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 bush league stuff he knows it's bush league it's just been a very very frustrating trying season and i think for a lot of people that's really the first time that they have been very critical of of mahomes he's kind of been teflon and i think that's what's so concerning to me is this is the first time we're seeing him act like this yeah he came out and apologized but his pr his wife his coaches are going to kind of make sure he does that the question is is are we potentially seeing the future Patrick Mahomes? The, because I've never thought he's been like this, but I got two Super Bowls in five years. Yeah. I'm the best player in the NFL. I'm making 40 plus million dollars a year. Is this not just the crack of this season? Is this potentially a crack for Mahomes? I think it's, I mean, it's, it might be a little jump in the shark there. I think it's just someone that's facing this kind of adversity for the first time ever. And he had no idea that Tony is blatantly offside. Yeah. So I don't blame him for being hot. Sure. Like, because you say this all the time with with calls. Like, I've never, well, I can't say for me. When I have held, I know that it's a hold. Like, but I I can't tell how many times where when you're in the midst of a game, you don't see anything. You just look down and you see a flag and you you see it for its procedure or whatever. And immediately, you see it after every game. You're like, this is a bunch of crap. And then you go back, you look at it afterwards, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's bad. And he saw that when he went back and looked at it. And they're going to walk it back. But I think this is more of this is the first time he's ever faced any sort of real adversity. Remember, since he came into the league, five years, two Super Bowls. I think, what, four AFC title games, if I'm not mistaken? In five years, how many losses does he have? Ten? Yeah, he never played on a never played in a road playoff game. I mean, this is all new. And, yeah, he came from college where it wasn't great, but who cares? Like, his professional career has been Razzleberry, Froger, and Scones. Now, are you guys asking more about, like, his future, like, legacy as a player? Or, no, like, no, just his like attitude? His attitude, how he's going to hold it together. Because I see, I mean, you could point to many situations no, his where, legacy like, is solid. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady getting pissed at officials maybe not necessarily situations where they would or where they should have and it's like they were getting it right you you know so I I don't know we see and we talked about it during stock watch we see big players really great players bitching like that but it's just not a good look when you're so wrong and we've never seen him do that before are we going to see him do it again because the Chiefs ain't great right now 
oh, that's the, the Chiefs are going to be fine. I'm not <laughs> saying that they're going to fall fine. off a cliff. I'm I'm not saying they're going to go two and fifteen next year. All I'm asking is, are we going to see this kind of behavior from him again? Well, again, how many games are you going to see lost because you're dumbass? By the way, how they haven't gotten rid of that guy's sorry ass is yeah. beyond me. I, uh, you know, Tony should not. I'd, lo- I'd love to see them cut him right. It now. happens. It happens with kickers all the time. Yeah, but you, you miss know, the, you miss kick. Adios. We've all we've all had bad moments, and this is really the first one that he's had that has really been <clears throat> that, that, that that people have been critical. I'm I'm trying to think of another time where where people have really come down on on Patrick Mahomes. I think they really, came I think they came down on him a little bit uh, in the Super Bowl loss against oh, Brady. See, I, I, but see, the I, offensive line took I, most I would, of that. Run. I would say when when you watch that game, dude, Patrick Mahomes that was a one man wrecking crew. He had a couple plays in that game where. He could have made plays like the the, the ball should have been caught. I mean, he was a one man. That was like Jon Snow versus the freaking (laughs) the the, the undead. The the undead. I mean, he just has he has been beyond criticism. Yeah, he has. He has been that good. You can make the argument it's the best five year start of any player in the history of the NFL at that position. And so I think you're just seeing you know for it's close. Yeah, you know for the first time you're you're seeing some some warts. And I think he'll grow and learn from this. Um, Yeah, like I said, I I think the fact that he came out today was like, yeah, it's my bad. But you you are seeing a guy that's uber competitive and. I just like I said it. It was a really poor look. I think he realizes that. I think Reed realizes that. Most people in Kansas City probably realize that. And again, if your argument is it was a really cool play, therefore you shouldn't call a penalty before you don't have a leg to stand yeah, on. Yeah, it's a piss poor excuse. You just don't. Uh, they have a get right game. Uh, if there is such one, this would be it. Kansas City at New England. 10 a.m. on Sunday. I think uh, they'll hopefully figure some but, stuff out there. But you look at, at Kansas City, and it's it's it. The reality of it is, um, this is this is why the NFL is is King. so amazing. Is it's it's just hard to stay on top forever. And the, the truth of the matter is, they took a step back uh, it, it, last year and still managed to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Right. They got rid of Tyree Kill. They they put a very young defense out on the field, and they found a way to win a Super Bowl. And this year, they had to replace their tackles. That didn't work out that well. Their tackles are, are not great. The defense has been living up to the, their billing. But, you know, you lose Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Kelsey is a year older, and believe it or not, I think he has lost a step. He's still phenomenal, but I don't think he's quite what he once was. Um, you know, it's just it's not the same team. There just isn't weapons out there. So when you have an a, a, a offense that is completely untrustworthy outside of your tight end, two tackles that are a bit rough around the edges. You're seeing, even with a a great defense, you're seeing a Kansas City team that looks um, very mortal. And so that's, it's it's just weird to see Kansas City sitting there at eight and five. But the The the, five is, yeah, wild. But you look at that eight and five, three of those games probably shouldn't be losses. Mm -mm. You know, you're a play away. And that's the thing, the beauty of the NFL is you can find tackles and you can find receivers. Yep. You can find them asleep. So as long as you have Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes, if you have head coach and quarterback in this league, it doesn't take long for you to straighten things out. And by the way, it also wouldn't shock me if Kansas City figures it out and Kansas City ends up winning the AFC. Let's not act like the AFC is loaded with these juggernaut teams. No, not at all. And and that's that's kind of, and you I mean, you're totally right, Suk, that it's hard to stay on top because look who else is struggling. The other team in the Super Bowl is is struggling as well. Yes. That's where I want to go next. This, this league is this league will will humble you. The smallest crack, real, real quick. The smallest crack can become the biggest canyon, especially when it's on Sunday Sunday Night Football. Let's talk. Are the Eagles in bigger trouble 
than the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll do that next, but Schultz with sports. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. No, I don't think that Will Levis guy is any good there, Souk. No, that Will Levis doing Will Levis things. That was that was awful. <laughs> Lots of uh, people throw interceptions, pick sixes at the three yard line to <laughs> 320 pound nose tackles. Yeah, it, it happens Whoops. all the time. All the time. That was an ugly one. Miami up 7 0 on Tennessee. I mean, look. Not that people can't get better, but Will Levis isn't good. Yeah. We do this all the time with quarterbacks where, you know, whether it's Josh Dobbs or we're doing it right now with Joe Flacco. Like, you have one game and you look all right. Especially yeah. if it's like a bad team. We're like, oh, bah, bah. and you're like, just just wait. And at least with Levis, he's young. But we do this with like with the Dobbses of the world. Like, you know who Josh Dobbs is. <laughs> There's a reason he's been a backup We've seen for it. five, seven, ten years. Yeah, in a nice year. Or he had a nice couple games. And it, if you it, and then he got benched. And then did you see? And one watch Minnesota and everyone see that sweet ass three nothing. Iowa thought that game was boring. <laughs> I mean, and, holy and, hell! And every once in a while, you do get like uh, a Geno Smith who had a great year yeah. and got himself a little extra bonus. And now he's back to just kind of being. Eh, and everybody Smith. knew, everybody knew that Seattle was kind of kind of pay him a little yeah. bit as a thank you, yeah. but they weren't going to break the bank on him. And he was going to be able to see out the rest of his career until they figure out their quarterback we, situation. We do this with Kenny. Like, sure we do this with Kenny Pickett. We do it with Ritter. We do it with Sam Howell. We do it with Fields. You know, Trubisky. At least Fields. Like, look, I to me, like all of a sudden, this notion that that Justin Fields has turned some corner. I'm like, okay, he's done this like three times. Where like he has a stretch there, people are like oh Justin Fields, and then he goes right back to being Justin Fields. Still, the best thing he does is run around with his legs. But I, you, that's that's up for you to debate. Again, at least he's young, and shows periodic flashes of of of, of being a competent quarterback. But God, we we love to sit there and, and pretend like if if we just give Kenny Pickett enough weapons, or if you just give Sam Howell enough weapons, you could really be something. No. He may end up being a serviceable quarterback. He may be someone that if you surround him with enough talent, you can win seven, eight, nine games. But if you think any of those guys are, are winning you anything, you're fooling yourself. But, God, we're so desperate for quarterback play that we will take any, any sign of success and we just run with it. We grab that narrative and we're like, oh, here we go. It's like Zach Wilson after that that Kansas City game. People were like, about to say. People were like, oh, Zach Wilson turned a corner. Did he? Did you watch Zach Wilson play? And then Zach Wilson comes out this week and, again, has a very nice game. 27 36, 301, two tuds. That's not a bad game. And watch people ready now like, it? yeah, Zach Wilson, see, just needed some time. Let Rodgers take his time. Don't rush him back because Wilson's finally got his head straight. You know, it's just, it's we do this. How many times does, does Lucy have to pull the football away from Charlie Brown before we figure this out? We have just no... Like no common sense when it comes to this. Like, well, but uh, it, but it, but Suk, I think a lot of it is because it, 
everyone's just so desperate to have somebody. Yes. You know, it's like Daniel Jones is the best example of this. <laughs> is Daniel Jones a solid quarterback? He's fine. Not $40 million. Not $40 million, but he... How'd that work, by the way, this year with Daniel Jones? <laughs> well, yeah, he's out, but he's a fine quarterback. He's better than Tommy DeVito no, and Will not Levis. A, I, I will... I will right out disagree with that. But what he's I, not a fine quarterback. But what I'm saying is, is that I think people are just so desperate to have a quarterback that we're ready to anoint as soon as possible. Like, look at guys like Herbert and Lawrence who struggle but clearly have talent. We're ready. We talk. People talk about them like they're top ten quarterbacks. Yeah. But tell you what, that Trevor Lawrence I saw yesterday is not a top ten quarterback. He is just more polished than a Devito and a Levis. And things like that. And I think it just, from fan bases, from media, from everything, the reason we're trying to anoint Josh Dobbs and the reason we want to say DeVito is better than Daniel Jones is because we're just desperate to find somebody that's going to run QB for us. When there is, when you've been fed a steady diet of dog poo, yeah, and then someone gives you dog poo mixed in with like some lavender, you're like, hmm, it's kind of a little springy here. It's a little, little, little zesty. I uh, it's got a nice aroma to it. And and the truth of the matter is, it's still crap. It's just crap sprinkled with something a little bit better. Yeah. And you're right it, it, that we, we we are desperate. I just wish that there would be some some common sense. And look, when, when you look at like trends, like I think Jordan Love, like when you look at Jordan Love right now, if I'm a Packers fan, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. It was it's a very it, sneaky it, optimistic story right now. Yeah, it was ug- it was pretty good early and then it got really ugly. And now the last couple of weeks, it's looked really good. The last three weeks, it's like, hmm, this is something to what keep they, an eye on. They busted five in a row now, uh, four in a row now, something like that. And he has played well. Really, he's played really well. Like he isn't just like check down Charlie. He's playing really well now. Again, to be fair, when you look at uh, you look at who they've played, um, you know, most of the time that can be like one of those where you're like. Well, you're beating bad teams, but he has beaten the Lions and the Chiefs, and the Chargers are a bad team. But you know, the Lions and the Chiefs—I know that they're not exactly gangbusters, but you know, those are those it, are Super Bowl those, contenders, those are supposed Super Bowl contenders right now. So, look, I I give him a lot of I give him a lot of credit. So, if you're going to take one quarterback right now that you're going to say, "Hey, this looks like it could be something more than just a blip on the radar," I'd say it was Jordan Love. And for whatever reason, Jordan Love, I don't think is getting some of the perspective, like the the, or isn't getting some of the, uh, uh, like the the over kind of hype over love that some of the, the these other guys get after these little brief performances. But that's the one that I'm intrigued by. But I'll be damned after three weeks that I'm going to sit here and say that that Jordan Love is the new Aaron Rodgers. In fact, I've seen people already putting up like the first full 16 games of their career. These are Aaron Rodgers' numbers. These are Jordan Love's numbers. <clears throat> they love to do that because they did because they got away with doing it for Rodgers and Favre. If you get away with doing it, like doing it with Peyton and Andrew Luck, if you can get away with that succession, then you feel real good. So everybody wants to be the first guy to say, oh, see, I told you Love was going to be just as good. Like the Vancouver Ford text line, how soon until Aaron Rodgers takes credit for Jordan Love's success? <laughs> Probably not long. But then, but then there can be a flip side of this, and that's the one where Brock Purdy, no one wants to give Brock Purdy any credit. Everybody just wants to say, again, the text line, how do you think Purdy'd be on the Steelers there right now, probably the same as Kenny Pickett. I don't think that's true. Look at Brock Purdy's numbers. Brock Purdy is not smart. checked down Charlie. No. You see him throw the ball compared to Kenny Pickett? Yeah, no, and, he's and yet, a smart player. Yeah, he's in a good system, but he's a smart player. And I think just, it's just so weird how we evaluate quarterbacks. It is the biggest. 
I don't want to say it's it's just I, I say it's the dumbest and most irrational narrative that we have in all of sports. And that's saying something because we love to make we dumb, love. irrational arguments. But I mean, the, we've said three or four ourselves today. But the way we evaluate and the way we we praise, the way we tear down, the way we hype, the way we you know we we criticize, there's <clears> just <throat> no other position in all of sports like quarterback. Every there, just, quarter, there just isn't. Every quarterback in the league can't be a top ten guy. No, but fans are, are I think they kind of get caught buying into the teams really pushing the narrative. Hey, this guy's gonna be the guy. And when you're a fan even that detracts against that, you're called negative. I mean, great example. I'm not really in on the scoot thing for the Portland Trailblazers. People call me negative all over this city. It's like, dude, but if you don't see positive results, what are we doing? Yeah, you just gotta kind of stop and look around. And what we're seeing in Tennessee, I mean does Derek Carr sound like a good idea in New Orleans right now? Oh, good it's Lord. like a better smelling poop, you know, well, like you said. And we do the thing with Tua. It's like, you know, it's Tua gets the same thing as Brock Purdy. Yep. There's this idea that if you oh, took... Oh, McDaniel's a genius. If you took anyone and put him in the Miami offense, you took anyone and put him in the San Francisco offense, that they would be great. And that's just... That is such... Yes, would Kenny Pickett be better in the Miami offense than, than Pittsburgh's? Yes. Would Kenny Pickett be Tua? Hell no. Hell no. Same thing with, with, with in San Francisco. Teams and 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 good coaching and weapons around you, yes, it makes a big difference. But this idea that you that, that these systems that, that are in Miami and San Francisco or in New England are just plug and play, and that it doesn't matter who you have or, or, or it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, it just that is such a foolish argument. At the end of the day, that is the hardest position in all of sports to play, which I think is another reason why we just kind of get high and low so much because there's so many ebbs and flows and you can look decent one week and look terrible the next. And it's like, Hey, if you did this, you know, for two weeks, why can't you continue to do this? Well, again, there's, there's defenses that get paid a lot of money to look at you. And once there's film on you, it gets harder, believe it or not. I think it's, it's easier to have success early when the book isn't out on you. Teams will figure out what you do and they're going to try to take away your fastball. And so that that's another reason why a lot of young quarterbacks, there's those highs and lows because that's just naturally comes with the position. There's going to be ebbs and flows while you learn to, to play the, the position. Uh, and there's another quarterback that we didn't mention that has some high highs right now, but is kind of going through it right now is Tyreek Hill could be in a little rough shape, but he is walking on his own. I want to get to the curious case of Jalen Hurts. And we'll do that next. Primetime, 1080 The Fame. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Dolphin fans exhaled Ty- or Tyree Kill running off the field. L- looked like we had like a he got he got one of the uh, the hip drop tackles and and he went down and was grabbing that lower leg and it was like oh boy. Anytime you have that hip drop tackle now, everyone just holds their breath. I uh, that, that initially looked like we're gonna we're gonna be a while without Tyree Kill. We were you know me trying to be a professional and host this show was a little difficult there for a second as I'm looking at the TV and I'm seeing his leg kind of rolling under that defensive player that was tackling him and I'm kind of looking around looking around and trying to sneak in there and I'm just waiting to see his entire knee yep. completely spin. Yep. It didn't look like it did. Uh I mean he definitely tweaked it at some point. I mean, he he gets up and I mean he after being on the ground for a while he gets up and he doesn't just like run off the field. He's like jumping and yelling and screaming yeah. so it looks like like he's going to be okay but it is uh that's becoming the scariest play in the league. And I was just asking you it's it's not usually intentional. No, it's kind of like your foot slips out but you grab them. Well, I don't know this I get why people want to ban it. 
and if you don't know what we're talking about, it's simply when you when you grab a guy and and it's like kind of from behind or to the side, and you're trying to get him down. You got him around the waist, and so you just you you you, sli- you slide down and you you try to drag him down. I don't know how you get that play out of football because you're not allowed to you're not allowed to grab anyone up around the shoulder pads anymore horse collar right you can't go up around the neck right um obviously face masks helmets those are built in right jerseys now you can't really grab because they're taped down and they're in their skin tight so if you're not allowed to grab anyone like like I guess I mean the whole point is you're supposed to grab them by the legs but it's really hard to grab someone by the legs to to initiate it yeah so that's the point is you grab someone around the waist you grab someone around the chest and they don't go down so you just naturally slide down their body mm-hmm. it's never an intentional thing I just momentum etc you're, you're just trying to get a guy on the ground I I don't know how you legislate the hip drop tackle out of football I mean you can make it a penalty. But I, mean, I, I just I, at some point, I'm not certain how you're supposed to tackle people. Because that was the whole point of kind of like rugby tackling. Mm-hmm. So you're not supposed to put your head in anymore. You're supposed to kind of go off to the side. But if you go off to the side and you kind of you hit them that way around the, the waist and they don't go down, you're naturally, like, you, you don't just sit there and run with them. You have to bring yourself to the ground. And as you're going to the ground, if their legs are underneath you, then you end up with a hip drop tackle. Yeah, and I think you could see, I mean, I think if you came across a point where it looked intentional, you could throw a flag. I could see that, an intentional kind of hip ta- hip drop tackle thing. But the reality is, I think what's dangerous, and as somebody who isn't as in love of the NFL as the average sports viewer, is... You start really meddling in tackling rules like that, and boy, that is a slippery, slippery slope. Because it's already, like you said, can't do the shoulder pads, got the horse collar out, obviously the helmet's built in, and the jersey's skin tight. But if you start saying that where I grab you around the wrist, around the waist is now what I have to be careful about, so now that's a slippery slope. Yeah, so now you're saying anytime I have you wrapped up, I can't basically go to the ground. I can't fall. I have to push you down, or you have to push me down. And if you've ever, if you've ever, I mean, some of these guys, I mean, you're moving at, so fast. Well, look at Tyree Kill, for instance. Like Tyree Hill isn't the the, the biggest guy in the world, no. <clears throat> but dude, that dude is thick. You see some of the legs on 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 these NFL running backs, or you try tackling AJ Brown sometimes. No, thank you. You try look grabbing at DK Metcalf. Exactly. You try grabbing that guy around the waist and and not falling to the ground. You're you're going for a nine yard ride every single time. I mean, these guys are built like thoroughbreds. So half, half the time, you're just there to stand in their way and hope you go down. Hope they go down with you. Yeah, I just so I, I understand we don't. And it just made me when I when I saw Tyree Kill, I was like, oh boy, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, here comes the broken leg. Yep. And here comes Blow another. And here whatever. comes another. Let's let's ban it. If you can tell me how to get it out of the game, without basically making tackling <laughs> in the open field impossible. <laughs> I, I just, it's like, it's like hitting a quarterback. Now they had one of those in the, uh, the, the, I think it was in the, I can't remember if it was the Kansas city game I was watching or if it was the, the Dallas game yesterday, but it was, it was like a, a defensive end was kind of scrambling and he leaps for the quarterback and he gets it just above the knee at the thigh. And they're like, whoo, good thing. Otherwise that would have been a penalty. Cause like when you're hitting a quarterback, you can't hit anywhere near his chest. Nope. Cause if you hit him in the chest, Part of you hits him in the head. Right. Penalty. And you, that quarterback's going down. Yeah. Uh, they pe- know to go down. Penalty. And and you you can't, even if you're, you're you're trying to come in, if you get anywhere near his knees or below, penalty, because you can't go low. You got like a like a like a foot-long window to hit a quarterback. And then we're gonna do that now in the open field as well. It just 
at some point, it's a dangerous sport. Yep, and you got to kind of let it ride. And, and and buyer beware, but it it sounds like the hip drop thing is is eventually going to be addressed. And we're one big injury away, and I, I really thought that Tyreek Hill play. I was like, yep, this is the one. Yep, that's it. You know, I was like, when T.O. broke his leg, that was the end of the— uh, That was the horse collar. That was the horse collar. Yep. And like Pollard broke, and we've had plenty of guys get hurt with the uh, the hip drop. Mark Andrews, I think, was the latest one. But wait, wait and see. Like if McCaffrey breaks a leg this year, if you see, uh, you know, a, a you know, if a Jalen Hurts a, a Jay, gets his leg Jaylen broken. Hurts, we're we're one. Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. We're one play away. Yeah, one play away yeah. from the hip drop being being done away with, and like like I, so I watched there. Like Derrick Henry got tackled from behind. Guy grabbed him around the waist and and fell down. Now, Henry's legs, watch this play right here. Like, Henry's legs don't get tied up. Right. But here comes the DB from behind, right, 21, grabs him and goes down. If Derrick Henry's legs get tied up underneath him, is that a hip drop? <laughs> how how on earth, in, yeah, in, in real time, when you're trying to tackle the freaking Empire State building of running backs, how on earth are you trying to t- tell me what is or isn't a hip drop tackle on Derrick Henry? You're going to start getting into what is and what isn't holding you know, in the offensive line. When you say there's holding on every single play, well, you try to just get the egregious, but even that is still, you know, by decision, still judgment call. Yeah, because it's, 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 I get it. It's one thing if you, if it feels like you are purposely sliding down someone's body, but that's still seemingly the only way that you can tackle some of these guys in the it's, open it's field. It's kind of the game. We all want, like, the the form tackle, like, when you were a kid. It's like, oh, we're in the open field, and you, you move your feet, and you get in front of them, and you square up, and you drive your hips, and head goes off to the side, and heads up, and you wrap up. That is, like, that's what you you learn, and no one no one ever gets tackled that way. No. It's like if you've ever done, like, a martial arts, and, like, they they like, okay, so, they, or you, like, learn to box or whatever, and it's like, okay, so this is what you're going to do, right? It's the, the crane kick. Yeah, if done right, no can defend. Yeah, right until the guy looks at it and goes, yeah, I'm not going to. It's it's a whole different animal when someone's trying to defend it. Yeah. yeah you sit there, you can punch a heavy bag all you want, and you're like, wait, there's someone else that's going to try to punch me back? <laughs> seems way harder than, uh, than, than than just hitting this bag. Yeah. So these, these, these ways of tackling seem all great until you actually have to tackle one of the truly elite athletes in the world. And, and it just, at some point, I just think the NFL either make it flag football or accept the fact that this is a dangerous sport and people will get hurt. And when it happens, it's unfortunate. Yeah. When you start meddling with things like tackling, it makes me think of like banning pitching inside to hitters. Cause you might drill them, you know, we're like pitching inside is whole part of the thing. I think it's dangerous. So we'll save Jalen hurts for tomorrow uh, as we'll do our uh, NFL leftovers tomorrow, but coming up, we got the club and I want to start with a challenge and I don't know how it's going to go down, but I think you two can help me. So we got a loaded prime loaded prime time for, Hour, hour four, hour four. I think I just, I think I just blooped all over myself. That happens. Hour four, four hour, four hours. You need a four hour energy next. <laughs> we'll get Is there to a four hour energy. We'll I don't, get I don't to need th- the five. I just need the four. <laughs> we'll get. Don't to do the, the extra strength. It'll make you jittery. And we'll get to the club hour next. Patrick Harrison for Isaac Rop on Isaac and Souk on ten eighty the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 